You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. A big lockdown. Can you build the most valuable stockpile while staying safe? Is it better to remain indoors or brave the outside world? Inspired by global events and a distant lack of things to do, The Big Lockdown is an easy-to-learn game that combines strategy, luck, and a love of hand sanitizer. Hold on to the toilet paper and stock up on the snacks. You'll need them. Can you make it to the end of lockdown? Welcome to Tabletop Arcam. This is Justin. And Mindy. And we are talking about The Big Lockdown, which I got the chance to talk to Madeline and David and talk a little bit about Porthos games in general, a little bit about the game, where the ideas come from, some of the thought behind it, and some of those starting hurdles and some cool things that they're doing with their Kickstarter campaign. Take a listen. Welcome. Thank you for taking your time and talking with us tonight. Why don't we introduce yourselves? Okay, I'm David. And I'm Madeline. What are your roles within Porthos Games and the big lockdown in general? So essentially, we are Porthos Games. The whole thing kind of started in lockdown. We thought we'd try our hands at something creative, and it's kind of gotten a little out of control, almost a mind of its own now. But yeah, we, we were publishing under the name of Porthos Games. Like any interesting story why you settled on Porthos Games as your title? So we have three rainbow fish, Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. Porthos is the fun musketeer. (laughs) But I think it's important to know that we named our games company after our pet, not the musketeer. So the pet is named after the musketeer, but the game company is actually the fish. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) We always talk to people who are gamers and and things of that nature. So what games have you guys been playing lately? Playtesting aside. Anything that can be played with just two people. Anything particularly fun that you guys have been enjoying? During the lockdown period, we played quite a lot of Monopoly Deal. Mm. Yeah. And I, I introduced you to Ticket to Rides, which has okay. been quite fun. Yeah. And then just stuff that's a bit old school, like Scrabble or Boggle. Nothing wrong with any of the classics, too. Yeah. I, I always said, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the, the cutting edge designer games or laying back on the old fundamentals either. Mm. No, and then my D&D game has moved almost entirely online now, mm-hmm. which is fun, but also means fewer snacks. Which is both good and bad. I have the exactly. same problem. You know, I used to host a, or I still do, technically, I can't really use it in past tense because it's all virtual now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, get the group together, have a nice dinner, and then roll some dice. Now we just kind of roll some dice virtually, less so on the dinner. Yeah, yeah. You established Porthos Games as part of the lockdown, and this is your first game. Um, We are very new to (laughs) creating games, to the tabletop community. And actually what's been nice is everyone's been really friendly, very approachable, very free with information, Mm -hmm. with kind of giving advice, which is rare actually for communities around hobbies to be quite so kind of generous. Yeah. I'm linked up with a friendly local game store personally, and he sent me to some of the retailer cons, and like I experienced the exact same thing. It's such a tight knit gaming community; like everybody kind of knows each other. Everybody's really happy to like, oh, you're doing that, great, let's talk about it. Opposed to like, oh no, you're stealing my idea and go away. Yeah. Absolutely, it's nice. It, it's it's a different industry, and the fact that there are so many of them that are much like you guys, where it's it's a husband-wife team, it's a small team of maybe six people, 
most game companies are not this huge conglomerate of people. It's usually like very small teams. And I think that really personally, I think, uh, is what makes this a great hobby. Plus, everyone in it loves games, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk the big lockdown here. Let's focus on the game itself. So give me your elevator pitch of what is the big lockdown. The big lockdown is a card game for people who like hoarding and hygiene. It's for two to four players. You can play it in 15 minutes. And it's about building your biggest stockpile of supplies whilst avoiding infection and all of the other fun things that we all remember very fondly from lockdown mm-hmm. like stockpiling toilet paper baking too much watching everything on netflix homeschooling homeschooling trying desperately to find somewhere quiet to do your work and ending up in the bathroom so the big lockdown is inspired by the big lockdown that we have all experienced in the very unique year of 2020 yeah so David, you kind of touched on it already, but what's the primary mechanics that are powering the big lockdown? Are we talking is car drafting game? Is it a give and take? You know, what's the engine? What's the game mechanics that we're looking at? It is a give and take game, like you said. Mm-hmm. The way in which it's a little bit unique is that it's three decks. One of the decks is the supplies, which is effectively the currency. You build the stockpile of supplies and you end up with whoever's got the largest stockpile at the end wins. And then there is an indoor and an outdoor deck, which are different to one another. So the indoor deck is safer from infection, but you are more likely to burn through your supplies. Whereas the outdoor deck, there are more infection cards, but is more lucrative. And the idea is at the end of each turn, basically you state on your next go which deck you're going to draw from and as a result you're having to make a decision about the risks that you're going to take and that also tells your opponents about how secure you're feeling maybe some of the things you have in your hand and so that gives them an opportunity to mess with you so it's kind of about balancing risks by choosing which deck you draw from but you are locked into that in advance of your go excellent you guys kind of touched a little bit on it but what do you personally feel stands out that the big lockdown does compared to other pandemic-related games or other card games in its vein? I think the main feature of the big lockdown is that it's really tailored to what everyone has been living through this year. So I think even in the future, people might take this deck off their shelf and whilst playing it, they will remember, yes, 2020 was the year when this happened and oh, I'd forgotten, you know, that everyone was baking so much that there was no flour in the shops and this sort of thing. So it was almost trying to put a positive and even maybe slightly nostalgic spin on what everyone has been going through this year, but trying to focus on the positives rather than actually the really bad stuff that's been happening alongside. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing as well that I like is I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the other, especially the other pandemic themed games tend to be very serious, almost have a sort of post-apocalyptic-y feel. Mm -hmm. And we've gone the other way. We've gone family friendly. We've gone playful illustrations. We've gone humorous situations. And, you know, as Madeline said, trying to focus on the positive, because I think that's something we we all could do with at the moment. (laughs) Exactly. Any sort of bright news or cheer that you can bring, even if it's a little tongue in cheek and a little rubbing in on on a situation that none of us like to be in. But definitely I got that feeling from the demo game that you guys sent out our way. So who did you have in mind when you built this game? Who's the recommended gamer? I mean, when we built it, it was very selfish. We made a game (laughs) we would enjoy. You know, we like games. We're not really sort of hardcore gamers. Mm-hmm. As you can tell from the games that we tend to play, they're fairly pick them up, set it up quickly, have a game, 
you know, anywhere between 15 minutes later to 45 max, you're done. You move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was about making a game that's just quick and easy that anybody can pick up and play. And we wanted it to be family friendly. It does cater to quite a big age range. So we managed to get some decks out to some of our friends who have children. And one of our friends played it with their eight year old and they actually really liked it. Mm -hmm. So actually it does tailor to a very wide age range. So I think it's targeted at quite a broad population because it's so easy to pick up and play. Mm -hmm. It's actually quite nice because they went on a camping trip. Oh, okay. And they were going to go and take no electronics with. Mm -hmm. Um, So no phones, no iPads, no nothing. And so they asked him to pick a couple of games that they could take with and he chose the big lockdown because he wanted to go play nice we got pictures of it by the campfire with a, a huge stockpile of toilet paper that <laughs> built that's awesome and like i always personally enjoy games that are you know somewhat travel friendly where like i could throw in a backpack and just go i don't have to take all the cards all the minis all the boards all the <laughs> tokens all the things so i think you guys hit your target audience very well with this one kudos to you guys on that thank you so this is going to be on kickstarter we will be launching the kickstarter on the 10th of november our website is lockdownthegame.co.uk and the website's got a link obviously to the kickstarter informative videos and a breakdown of how to play the game so anyone who is interested to find out more can go to our website and we've also got facebook twitter instagram tiktok yeah and youtube and youtube (laughs) A little bit of everything. (laughs) Oh, yes. We've got content everywhere. On Kickstarter, it's published by Porthos Games. It's under the name of The Big Lockdown. And... Yeah, we've got a whole sort of host of interesting things planned. But the, the bottom line is, if you back us to kind of the basic tier, you will get a copy of the game. And because unfortunately, these things do take time to print and get out to people, we're going to be giving everyone a print and play copy once we're done. It'll take a couple of weeks to get it out, mm-hmm. but it'll get out. Everyone will be able to play by Christmas. So whilst ever lockdown's going on, people will be able to at least play it in some form and get some joy out of it. Speaking of your social medias, as far as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all that, I did get to take a look at it, and you guys, some delightful videos of trying to keep that family-friendly and fun attitude towards being stuck at home. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm not quite sure our Halloween quite hit the (laughs) family-friendly. That one, maybe not, but, you know, the rest of them, definitely. too far, but... But then you hit the whole range of taste then, too, so... Awesome. I mean, everything in the game was done by the two of us. So Madeline has done all of the illustrations. And actually, as part of the Kickstarter, there is a couple of reward tiers where people will be able to get their own illustrations, either for social media or a few people will be immortalized in the game itself when we print it out. Excellent. It should be quite fun. But yeah, people like the drawings. I think they're good. Honestly, it captures that, like, like David, you kind of said, like all the other pandemic games are doom, gloom, the end of the world tier, where you guys mashed uh, not only your tongue-in-cheek humor to what is happening in the card and what the card effect is doing, but also the illustrations to partner with that and keep that theme very nice, friendly, and light. And and that's that's something refreshing to see. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And just the other thing that we were going to mention was Mm -hmm. that if we make any profits, that Mm -hmm. we were going to give 10% of it to a charity called Crisis. 
Mm-hmm. It's a UK-based charity, but it basically helps the homeless. And they, they do some really wonderful things, like w- one of the campaigns that we've donated to before is... They do a, a Christmas campaign where they make sure that, you know, homeless people actually do get a proper Christmas and a proper Christmas dinner. Um, awesome. And especially at the moment, actually, in the pandemic, they've managed to help home thousands, thousands of homeless. That's and awesome. as we get closer to the end of the year, there's a real concern that the people that have been homed might find themselves back outside. Mm. And so given that so much good work has been done and people have been generous during lockdown, you know, we want to do what we can and through mm-hmm. the game to do a little something of extra positive to kind of help support and make sure that, you know, these people still have homes mm-hmm. and are supported. That's awesome. I, I'm 110% behind that myself because, like, it just kind of sucks and you want to have that cheer and that goodwill. So, all right. Well, thank you both, David and Madeline, for talking with me today. I appreciate your time and energy talking about your very new company and very new game. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck in thank the campaign you. and we'll be watching it and, and cheering you on from the sidelines as well from tabletop arcanum thank you really appreciate it and thank you for interviewing us welcome back so let's take a look at the big lockdown and do our review on it so hope you enjoyed the interview mindy what were your first impressions of the big lockdown i liked it for the simplicity of it it's a nice small card game easy to box up take somewhere not that you're really taking any anywhere right now because it is a lockdown but just the ability to go ahead and you know when we're out of lockdown or whatever to go and play this somewhere you know you don't need a lot of space small little table at points i think that's kind of nice it's kind of nice it doesn't take up a whole lot of space in your shelving and everything like that you're not adding to all your materialistic items (laughs) as we're going through the colors are nice you know a nice red green purple color purpley bluish for your different decks i think the stylization of the cards just the little pictures and everything are kind of really nice nice simple but detailed enough for information and for just kind of looking at them and stuff so just in your overall view some of my first impressions are actually in the interview, but for our review's sake, I'll kind of reiterate. Both of those games kept this as a nice, simple card game. It's nothing too crazy or out there. It has that tongue-in-cheek humor. A lot of it comes through in not only the card title and what it is, but also through Madeline's art and seeing a little bit of that of like what the uh, new home office looks like or binge-watching, feeding the family. Cards like that kind of give you a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor to an otherwise crummy event for most people. So for a pandemic-style game, or a game set with a pandemic theme, it's not not doom gloom and darkness it's more humor and silliness which yeah is something that is unique out there there isn't many games that have this theme <laughs> without going into well the world's on fire and you have to either save it or everything's going to burn or it's full of zombies or it's post-apocalyptic or right so without going into too much on that it definitely keeps things a little bit on the lighter side for something that isn't an easy topic for people to wrangle with sometimes so let's talk about what the game does well so i think the game does well especially with the tongue-in-cheek and just keeping the humor keeping it light and nice when you're playing with people so it's not kind of actually settling on those darker topics especially if you're playing with younger kids It does well at just the mechanic of it. Three actions, that's kind of your, what you do, quick and easy, quickly go around. 
kind of a little bit of strategy on do I hold on to this card? Do I play this card? What do I do? Do I go indoor? Do I go out there? I mean, I think it does really good on that, on like making you have to kind of figure out what you're going to do instead of just a quick like pace card game type item. What do you think it does well, Justin? It offers a lightweight game level of options without overcomplicating the rules. And like you said, you essentially get your three actions. Everything you kind of do is an action if you're drawing a card, if you're playing a card. Like, everything is an action, so it's not this weird, convoluted action economy. There's also a really nice, simple, like, you're either outdoors or indoors, and that tells you what deck you can pretty much manipulate, which, again, it's all about keeping it simple, but all of your choices, they're interesting choices to make. They're not like your, well, I guess I'm going to just move over here, move, 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 and that's my turn. Everything you're doing, whether you're holding onto a card, playing a card, playing a card against someone else, all of those choices actually feel like they matter at most stages throughout the, the gameplay. One thing I also enjoy um, we talk about it on our reviews often is portability and the fact that it is just a couple decks of cards, but all just playing cards cards. This is something that can easily be tossed into a backpack, suitcase. The footprint of the game when you're playing it isn't very big, so you can bust this out while you're traveling, once travel begins again, and things of that nature, so you don't have to really worry about it taking up shelf space, taking up room like some other games with their big boards, miniatures, dice, cards, everything else that comes with those. So it does a lot of that well. It keeps that light humor throughout. Some of it's a little on the silly side. And I would say your lockdown experience may vary on some of these things. Because there are ones that are a card that's like homeschooling goes well. Well, if you don't have kids, you didn't have to do the homeschooling virtual remote. It may not land with you as much as those who did. But you probably know someone who has vented to you about how well homeschooling and virtual uh, learning has gone. Uh, likewise, working from home, home deliveries, binge watching, or cooking everything out of your house. So it sets up these situations that are not only relevant now, but I believe in talking with the interview, one of the intents was this could be a game that five years from now we pull out and it kind of becomes more of a nostalgic feeling of, oh, remember 2020 when we ran out of toilet paper? Yes. Or we ran out of napkins in the car. Or snacks to snack on through the day. It does well in all of those aspects. So what does the big lockdown not quite do? Some of the cards are kind of interpretive. So it's not like a set rule. And I think one of them, like the reflexation, kind of reads one way to me. It's a little bit different for other people. So I think that's kind of where some of it's a little hard. And I think even though it's like a two to four person game with two people, I don't feel like it plays as well as with four. I think it is definitely made for like three or four people just to give a better screw your neighbor kind of <laughs> type of thing so you don't feel like you're gaining up on one person or something like that. I think that's kind of my my biggest thing is some of that is that even though I do like a little bit of a strategy of like, do I need to go outside? Do I need to go inside? Well, if I need to go to the store, I got to be outside. There's still a lot of things within the inside that's kind of maybe I wouldn't necessarily have seen on the inside. Maybe, you know, I think there's like an affection in the inside one or whatever, and it's like, well, where'd that come from? But it just seems kind of weird to me, but I think it's fine. I think it probably evens out everything. Those are kind of my things about them. 
that just doesn't work the best. I think it could be a little clearer. That would be one of my takeaways on where the game could improve on is a little bit more rules clarity, but that's coming from me being a like longtime gamer and longtime card game player too, especially when doing tournaments and things of that nature. Uh, interpretation should be intuitive, but at the same time it needs to be pretty clear. And there's a couple cards that you can argue one way or the other, which could easily be fixed with some FAQs or expansion on the rules a little bit. Nothing too crazy, easily addressed. One other thing that I saw, and I did ask a friend of mine to take a look and send him a picture of the cards just to get his take on it, but the indoor and outdoor decks are red and green, which is a very common color blindness. There is large outdoors, indoors on the back. It's very clear on the back that they are different, but the color scheme is a little close. Now, talking to someone who was on the red-green colorblind spectrum, I, I told him, like, ignore that it says indoors and outdoors. If you couldn't read that and you just saw kind of the, the texture on the back of the cards, are they different enough? He's like, yeah, the shades are different enough where I couldn't tell. But colorblindness is a little bit on a spectrum, so depending on how colorblind an individual is, they could have trouble with the game in that sense. I Like I said, there is a big indoors and outdoors written on the back of the cards, so there is other identifiers. It was just something I noticed when I played through the game. And like Mindy said, I also feel it plays okay at two players. Some cards like the Reflection card feel a little bit different. Some of the Take That cards feel a little bit different, but I feel those are how most card games with two players end up being, is just kind of a back and forth, where a four-player game or three-player game you have that little bit more social dynamic of like, well, I can pick on Mindy, but then Mindy can pick on Ricky, and then Ricky can pick on me sort of situation instead. Giving a little bit more flexibility on the targets and what's going on in the game. Overall, I believe it's a fun game. It's something that I would recommend to people if you're looking for a light card game that's a little bit tongue-in-cheek humor and, and on the fun side. Who would you recommend this game for? I'd recommend it for people who don't necessarily like the whole pandemic deep thought gotta save the world type thing but want something fun having seen it played with four people and different various types of people and the fact that like somebody liked it that doesn't normally like a lot of card games or whatever mm -hmm. um really enjoyed it because of the humor i think that's great honestly you could recommend it for anybody as long as you know they're not sick and tired of the lockdown <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's probably the last thing they want to play in lockdown is a lockdown game if they're tired of it, but... Maybe a little too real right now. Yes, yeah, but maybe later on. But uh, I forgot what the age was. 14 plus. 14 plus. You could get away with younger than that, you know... A lot of it you can just tell with pictures once you get used to the cards as to what you need to do, so that's really simple. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require a whole lot of thought per se, but I think you could go younger than 14. I think it's a great game. I think it's, it's a good game. It's a simple, quick game <laughs> that, oh, we've got a little bit of time before dinner's ready or whatever. Let's play this, you know, something like that. So I think I would recommend it for a lot of people. <laughs> Yep, yeah, I would definitely keep this on the, the lighter gamer side, the family side. This could be another... It's on the edge of a filler game to me. It's a little bit longer than a, what I consider a filler game. But depending on like if XYZ person is coming over, three out of the four players are already here, or four out of five, or you're just kind of waiting for one or two more people, and you know they're going to be 30 more minutes, this is something that you could definitely squeeze in that time. If it's something like you don't exactly know how long they're going to be maybe there's other games that will 
fill that time a little bit better. But it, it kind of hits on that nice little mark of it could be a filler game if you really need it to be, hmm. but doesn't have to be a filler game. This could be a regular game for the for the night for a couple rounds too. I would caution those people who are looking for deep, thoughtful strategy card games. If you're looking for like your tournament level card games like Magic the Gathering or Legend of the Five Rings or anything that's a little bit more on the competitive side, you're probably going to find this a little bit lackluster in that. Overall, I do feel like their target audience is the lighter fare gamer, even talking with Porthos. That's their game style that they enjoy. So it definitely hits that same feeling. Yeah. You know, something that Mindy would play right. is the big lockdown where some other card games that we've talked about and reviewed are not Mindy games. Yeah. No, I think it's a good game. I think it's definitely probably not for anybody who's looking to have that one game that they play for the night because it's obviously not that long. And you would, you know, if you're going to play it, you play it multiple times, sure. But I'm sure after a little while, it kind of loses that feeling of tongue-in-cheek going through it it's just kind of back and forth at that point so yeah definitely not for people that want to really think about a game or really want to spend a lot of time on a game sounds good well that is the big lockdown by porthos games as stated it is on kickstarter as of this episode being released so definitely check it out we will have the links to the kickstarter page in our description comments as well as through the kickstarter page definitely check out porthos games facebook twitter instagram uh, i think they even said they're on tiktok they're making a lot of fun videos and a lot of just fun stuff to to kind of engage with the game so check them out and take your own pick on the big lockdown you can find tabletop arcanum on facebook twitter instagram youtube and twitch as always thanks for listening this has been justin and mindy Happy gaming. Happy gaming. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.